Hi, I'm Garrett Hill, and you're listening to Life Students Podcast. Here we develop young leaders and guide them to their purpose. Life Students Podcast was formed out of a need for connection in a world saturated with negative content. It is our goal to create a safe place for young people to both have fun and hear the voice of God. Whether you are a member of Life Students or you just found this podcast, we hope that this encourages and empowers you to move forward with your walk with God. You're listening to episode 5, and this is a live recording with Pastor Ben and Life Students. Thank you guys for coming out today. Um, we got a special speaker today. We've Some of y'all may know. Y'all been looking on Facebook. Uh, we've got Pastor Ben with us. Uh, he's going to talk to us about um, influence and um, what, what we should allow influence in our world and what influences we shouldn't allow in our world so but anyway guys we're gonna go ahead and get started on this um uh, uh we got a list of questions from a couple of you uh we've came up with a couple questions as well uh to add to the list and towards the end i'll open it up so where you guys can ask any questions that you thought you thought about during this and you didn't think about it beforehand and um We'll be able to open up so you can ask Pastor Ben what, what, what to do. So, first question. How can I be a good influence to people in our youth group who aren't living the way they should, but also distance myself, myself from the situation? All right, this is like a three-part question. I feel trapped. <laughs> so, let, let's break it down. Ask me the first part of that question again. Okay, so... How can I be a good influence to people in our youth group who aren't living the way they should? All right. Well, then that's a simple answer with that. Live the way you should. If you're trying to be a good influence on anybody that's not uh, living like they should, then they're going to have to see you living like you should and look at the benefits and the blessings that come with that. So we'll start there. Live like you should. Next part but also distance myself from the situation. So I'm guessing the situation there means the wrong that they're doing? Right, Uh, yeah. If not, that's what I'll assume it means. Uh, Well, to distance yourself from the wrong means don't put yourself in the vicinity of the wrong. Uh, don't, Don't find yourself at the intersection of the wrong. Yes, you're gonna have to make your own decisions, but if they choose to do wrong, make sure they're doing wrong all by themselves. Right. I know that sounds that sounds very cruel, very hateful, but if they choose wrong, they're going to have to do wrong all by themselves. It shouldn't be a luxury to be able to do wrong and have all the fellowship they could want. Exactly. At some point, they're going to have to step away from the crowd because the crowd should be what's focused on the right, and that would be you guys. Make sure that you're doing what's right and make sure the, the vast majority of everybody chooses to do right together. And those few people that are, those few sad, tormented people that just have a hard time doing right, well, make sure it's not easy for you to find yourself doing wrong with them. And I'm sure that'll, that'll come up more elaborately here in a little bit. Right. So how can I prevent myself from being influenced negatively by others? Okay. Uh, that's, a, 
that's an easy question, but it's a hard it's a hard lesson to learn. And so I'm I'm not going to sit here at 37 years old and pretend like I've never been 15 or 17 or 20. Uh, the fact is, I've been all of those ages, and I'm not so old I don't remember uh, what it was like to feel that pressure in my life. And so how you how you uh, choose how's the question say how can i prevent myself how can i prevent you're never it's 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 not foolproof you can find yourself 15 minutes into a situation and wonder why did i get here why did i accept an invitation why did i go ahead and come here and and trying to figure out how to backtrack so it's not a foolproof deal you're going to have to make sure that you know the difference between right and wrong. And I think that's the biggest thing that happens. I, I think, and one thing that y'all are blessed with is that y'all have a staff, y'all have a team working with you guys and they, they don't just preach at you. They don't just have services to create some kind of hype, but they break it down and they're, they're real with you guys. And you have a multifaceted um, group of leaders that are trying to cover all these bases and so that's a huge benefit that y'all have a lot of people don't have because the way that you prevent it is that you have to know the difference between right and wrong right because you can find yourself in bad situations and not quite feel good about it but not know why i don't i don't think that should be happening with this group because i don't think we've ever had a had a more multifaceted team leading directing and and trying to teach you guys the difference so simple answer to that question make sure you know the difference between right and wrong right and a lot of times whenever we we're around people when, when you're around somebody they're going to influence you in some way so if you're around if you're around someone that's that you know is wrong they're going to influence you in the wrong way Bishop preached the message. You're the sum of the, or the, the, sum of the sum total yeah. of the five closest yeah. friends. Right. That's what you are. You, you, as a person, you are the sum total of your five closest friends. Now, if you can't call them friends, you need to ask yourself who the five closest influences. Because, like uh, Brother Garrett said here, you you can be influenced both good and bad. And and I, I, I maybe I can get into it. I don't want to take up. Uh, undue time here trying I want to answer y'all's questions but right. uh, sometimes you can be influenced the right direction by the wrong people and I, that maybe we can get into that here in a little bit just to clarify some things so I guess we can go with, with whatever you want right. to ask next so what are some ways I can wait what are some ways I can be a positive influence on the kingdom alright so the kingdom as a whole, I guess. So let let's do this. Uh, let let's let's bring the big picture one because when we say kingdom as a pastor, I think even beyond, I think even beyond abundant life. I think beyond all of our site campuses and our the ministry that's connected to us. So I think kingdom wide. I think movement wide. I think apostolic wide. And so let me start right here with as your youth group how can you be the right kind of influence with your youth group with with life students number one get on the same page as your leadership i just talked to you about how how blessed you are to have the leadership that you have 
Go ahead right now and get on board with them. If they're not asking you, you ask them from time to time, how can I help you? What can I do better? How can I be more of, a, of an assistance, whether it's in a service or at a outreach event or at a fundraising event? What can I do? Because when you get on board and you get in tandem with your leadership, your leadership is gonna have already been trying to lead the right way. So I think the best way that you could be the right influence, uh, the correct kind of influence is to be that link between your leadership and then anybody else that's part of that group. Now, as a movement-wide, kingdom-wide picture, I think go ahead and right now begin looking at ways to involve yourself into events and functions that are bigger than just your group. I, I think it's incredible when we have students that are looking toward youth on missions. And speaking of, I, I don't know, are, is youth on missions still happening this summer? Does anybody know? Uh, okay, it's all canceled. That's what I was fearful of. Uh, the good thing is, I believe those of you that were wanting to go, you'll still be eligible even for another year or so. You know, I think you, you're still good with that. Uh, but. That being said, involve yourself in something that it gets bigger than what your normal is. Go and look at people that are seeing uh, the Jesus name message for the very first time. Go and put yourself in a position where people are absolutely out of options. America has so many options, even in the midst of this quarantine and the pandemic that we've been facing. We've still been so blessed and we're so insulated from discomfort. So put yourself in a position to see people that are completely out of choices and they have to have a God in their world. Right. And look at the difference that the passion and the hunger, because when you come back and you're like you're like a you're like a catapult for somebody else, because that kind of burden and that kind of passion is very contagious. And so when you come back, you're able to influence others from a kingdom-wide perspective, not just right here. And so two-part answer to y'all's question there. Number one, get in sync with your leadership so that it's almost a gravitational pull the right direction because you're so connected to your leadership. Anybody that is looking at you, connected to you, they're kind of coming along at the same time. And the other thing is, is get out bigger than just your norm. Right, and an, another way that you can uh, do that is to position yourself to be influenced by your leadership. And if, if we're talking about having good influences or bad influences, probably the best influence you can have is your pastor, your youth pastor, your hyphen leader. You can have those guys influence you and kind of direct you in the path where you need to be going. You know, they can set you straight and they can put you forwards and, excuse me, and they can push you in the direction where you need to go. So, um, I'm trying to be a good influence on those around me, but it doesn't seem to be working. What do I do if I don't think I'm having an effect? All right. Uh, you're trying to be a good influence. You're just not sure it's working. Let me tell you a very true story. I'm trying to be a good pastor, but I'm not always convinced it's working. <laughs> You're always going to question yourself as far as, am, am I doing enough? Am I being enough? If you're not asking yourself that question, you're probably not trying very hard. However, 
You don't just throw your hands in the air and say, well, it's not doing any good anyways, or I'm not helping anybody anyways. Absolutely don't do that. What you have to do is, I'm trying to be a good influence. I'm just not sure it's working. Well, you're going to have to know, again, you got to go back to one of the very first things we were talking about. You're going to have to know the difference between right and wrong because you can be doing right. But if your personality is one that is very isolated, it's very one dimensional, it's very nearsighted, then it is hard to influence others because you're not opening up. However, I've been around this long enough to know some of the most uh, influential people throughout you know, my, my experience with church, which has been lifelong, have been those people that didn't always have a lot to say, but they were always just consistent, steadfast, and steady. So what I would encourage you to do is don't sell yourself short at 13. Don't sell yourself short at 16. Because it could be, it could be when you're 40 years old, somebody say, you know, I watched you as a young person. I wasn't living right, but I always watched you even as a young person. And now you're an adult. And it, it let me know that it can be done. Even when somebody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, it, sometimes those lessons are being learned that they, if they really wanted to, they could. And so number one, don't sell yourself short right now. Don't feel like the depth of your influence is going to is going to be reached right now it's still building and growing and uh, you've got a lot more people in your life to be able to influence and so make sure you're not selling yourself short now but also you're going to have to know a limit there is um, and I don't know what other questions there are so I don't want to get into another if I do we'll just say we already answered that but one of the greatest things that that I ever learned uh, Bishop taught me and y'all have heard him, maybe you've heard him talk about it, but it's something I always really uh, kept close to my spirit because I've always been the type of person that I would just be tormented by wrong. If, if it was me that had done wrong, I was going to be the first to tell on me. I wasn't going to wait on somebody to tattle. I was going to tell on me first. Uh, if it was somebody else that had done something, it, it so bothered me that I would grieve over it until I finally just let it out and told whoever I felt like needed to know about it. And so uh, with that came a, an incredible burden and an incredible weight that it would seem, you know, I seemed to have on my shoulders all the time. And so even as a, a very young, young person, because uh, you have to remember our youth group back in my day, it didn't start till 14. And so some of you are still quite a bit younger than I was even as a young person. And so in those days, um, it was something that was really heavier than I needed to be carrying as as a 14 year old, but I couldn't help it. And now I recognize that as those early stages of ministry in my life where God was allowing me to feel the heaviness of things so that I would recognize it later in life. And so what, what I learned early on is that Bishop, he, he, he reminded us of the Good Samaritan when he stopped the man that had been robbed and abused and left there laying by the road and he picked him up and he began to carry him and bishop always said that the the charity of the good samaritan is seen when he when he takes time to deal with somebody else the kindness of the samaritan is seen when when he he is just 
checked on his route of normality and he stops and goes to the roadside to minister to somebody that could do nothing for him and he's got this long list of things but he finally gets to the point where he says but the wisdom of the good samaritan is seen when he finally left him as far as he could take him there are some people that will drain you because they try to do their good through you doing good. They never really live up to what they're supposed to be in God. They never really make the commitments or the covenants. These are the type of people that come into a youth service and they just kind of feed off of your response. And these are the kind of people that, that they, are, they, are, they are very comfortable being around but they're not comfortable engaging themselves into the direction that leadership is trying to bring them. And so what happens is they show up, they're there, they're present, but that's about as far as they go. There is a lot more that you need to be than just attending. There's a lot more that you are destined to become besides present at an event. You've got to engage yourself and, and grow and become and, and make progress. But that's very hard to do when you get comfortable just living in lieu of other people's religion and other people's Christianity and other people's commitments and covenants and relationship with God. And so what you have to do as an individual when you say, you know, I'm trying to be a good influence, but I don't feel like it's taking effect. That's fine. I told you not to sell yourself short, but make sure that they are not stopping you from making progress. You don't just need to be a good influence. You need to be a good influence and growing yourself. And so make sure you measure, make sure you take time to measure your progress every now and then, every month or so, every six months, every year. You need to evaluate yourself very honestly. Have I grown? during this time or have I digressed and then you need to look at who you're with who you're around what's going on and try to figure out is my being a good influence helping them or is it just stalling me I'm not saying write anybody off I'm not saying just cut the lifeline but I'm saying you may have to reprioritize your timing and your and and your uh, the, the kind of time and the the events and the stuff that you're trying to do for somebody else if it's bringing you back you really need to revalue it but the easiest way is just go to your leadership that relationship i talked about earlier with your your leadership go to them and tell them say do you feel like i'm helping them because i don't feel like i'm helping them at all and they'll help guide you and lead you in that area and that's a very long answer to that question <laughs> but it was a good one though it was a good good answer so how do we deal with young people that have a harmful influence on the rest of the youth? All right, and these are young people asking this as a young person. As a young person, okay. yeah. And say it again. How do we deal with young people that have a harmful influence on the rest of the youth? All right, uh, as a young person, you don't deal with them. It's not your place to try to uh, try to uh, direct their life you need to be a peer you need to be a friend you need to be a good influence but being a good influence does not mean uh, scold them or uh, preach at them all the time 
But here's what you need to do. You need to have some non-negotiables in your life. You need to have some, some personal convictions. You need to have some things in your life that it doesn't matter what's going on or what's not going on. There's things that you're not gonna be involved in. There are things that you will not even skip a day from doing because they are so a part of your nature. And so when you have strong convictions and you have strong non-negotiables in your life, it really doesn't matter what other people are doing. So those people that seem to be having a negative influence, they may not be living like they're supposed to be living, but I'm not letting it affect me because I know who I am. I know what I am, but more than that, I know what I'm supposed to be. And so what I would say is just simply identify them. And I know, I know we all talk about not judging. We all talk about loving everybody. We talk about, you know, don't, don't isolate or individualize anybody. I didn't say do anything like that. I said identify them. Right now, we will not do this because of all the formats. This would probably be the worst format to do it. But all of us, if we took a poll right now, every one of you could tell me somebody that, is, that has got a negative influence in their world or they are the negative influence. Mm -hmm. So my first piece of advice would be, number one, identify them. Make sure that you are not blind to the stuff that's going on. Know that, again, I don't, I don't wanna rehash everything, but very in the very beginning, I told you, know the difference between right and wrong. Then you remember I told you to have a relationship with your leadership. Now I'm telling you, identify those that are a negative influence. Why? Because it took knowing right from wrong to know that they're a negative influence. Number two, it takes a relationship with your leadership to be able to go to your leadership and tell them what you feel. I feel like such and such is a negative influence. Why do you feel that way? Well, this seems to continue happening every time they're around. Every conversation goes a wrong direction. Joking becomes off color. Uh, idle talk becomes gossip about somebody. They're always bringing up what they're getting away with. They're always talking about what their parents don't know they're doing. They're always bragging about what leadership says they can't do, but they can't. So it takes no one right from wrong, and it takes a relationship with your leadership to be able to go to them and say, look, this is, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm thinking. And so what you do with those that have a negative influence or are a negative influence, identify them, know them. The Bible says, mark them that cause division. Well, they're a good person. Absolutely, they're a good person, but their attitude is dividing if only themselves, it's dividing them from the body. So again, without getting too lengthy there, I don't know when to preach another sermon on that. I didn't even take a text, but I did give you a scripture. <laughs> I cited a scripture. Well, that, uh, that, that answer is actually a really good segue to the next question. So how can I tell if I'm being negatively influenced? <laughs> if you're being negatively influenced or right. if you're being a negative influence? Being negatively influenced. Okay, like if I'm being I'm negative influence. Okay. Um, yeah, you can answer both. Well, then let me start with how do I know if I'm being a negative influence? Um, sometimes people are very sincere, pure-hearted, but they are so naive that they, that they think all it takes to help somebody is just to be 
present, just to be there. You've got to do more than just be there if you're going to be a true good influence. So if you want to know how you're being a bad influence, it, it may not be that you're being a bad influence. You're almost being a neutral influence. Because some people, and this, this gets a little deep, and it's hard, it's hard for me. This is so out of my comfort zone to, to talk to you all like this. Uh, because I, I like to I like to bounce it off of your bodies and know that uh, see it on your face that it's it's happening. So uh, bear with me. If if you need clarification, you can ask uh, here in a little bit, and we'll try to give clarification. But a neutral influence to me is almost as as dangerous as a negative influence because sometimes all it takes if uh, this is just a bottle of water, okay? This is just a bottle of water. But if this was something much stronger and illegal for any of you to drink and sinful for all of us to drink, if it was something like that, and, and my friend Garrett never said anything about it, never wondered about it, just sat there, he would be a neutral influence. He's not a positive influence by saying, man, are you sure you want to you wanna go that route? Are you sure you want to dabble in those kind of things? He's just neutral. He's just quiet. He's not saying anything. So now me who is looking, I'm that person that's looking for validation. I'm that person that's looking for that sense of belonging and, and to know that I'm on the cool side of things. And now I'm, I'm looking at him and he's not saying anything. He's just being neutral. But now I have validated his, I, I have taken his silence as my validation. And so the next time I'm around, well, so you know what's going to happen if, if pastor asked me about what I was drinking that night and why I would do that? Every time without fail, I've been, in, I've been the pastor in this situation way too many times. Well, I mean, Garrett was there and he never said anything. I mean, Garrett was there. It was me and Garrett. Garrett was just neutral. Whereas what Garrett should have done was like, bro, if, if, if you're going to participate in that, I, I'm going to leave. I love you, but I'm going to leave. I don't want to be around that. Because it's going to be hard for me to tell pastor, well, I mean, yeah, Garrett got up and said he was going to leave. He wasn't going to be a part of that, uh, but I still felt okay about it. So make sure, that you're, make sure that you're careful not to be a neutral influence. If you want to know how you're being a negative influence, uh, being a negative influence, if everybody you hang around has perpetual struggles, they, they, they start uh, not, not, not they were sinning before you were a friend. But after they become your friend, they start adopting your pet sins. After they become your friend or y'all start running together, y'all start hanging together. And let me go ahead and just bridge this little gap here since we don't, we don't date anymore. We, we talk first. Yeah, it's, you it's, know, so what's, what's we're the steps? Just friends? We're friends first. Wait, no, wait, no, wait, wait. Is there? Is it just friends? And or then is it we're just talking? We're talking. I don't know. We, we're friends if, and then we're talking. Okay, we're friends. We're going to do this. But talking is the new day. We're just friends, and now so we're talking, and then like y'all are y'all are married before you were ever even like engaged. I don't know how it works nowadays. <laughs> but so so anyways, we're friends, and then uh, we're just talking. So when I when I say this right here, I'm not just talking about girl fr girls that are friends with girls or guys that are friends with other guys, but I'm, I'm going across the board. I'm using all the friends, okay? I'm doing all the, the talking to's. I'm doing, so here's my deal. If they didn't struggle with certain things until they became your friend, 
but that's something that you've always struggled with, then there's a good chance that you were the negative influence. And the best way to, to get over that is to own up to it and realize I didn't help them. Now there's a lot of people that are more neutral than negative and that's dangerous like I was just talking about. But if you wanna know for sure if you are a negative influence, if they were doing fine until they became your friend and then all of their struggles are the same kind of struggles that you have and they wanna go the same kind of places that you're always trying to resist the temptation to go to and they're always having the kind of relationships that you keep sneaking around and having, then it's a good sign that you are the negative influence. But that wasn't even the question. That's just what I thought you asked. Yeah. So yeah. what was the actual question? <laughs> How can I tell if I am being negatively influenced? How can you tell if I am being negative influenced? That's really very easy. If you want, if you have a desire, and I mean a true desire to live for God, you want to live for God, you want to do right and you constantly find it hard to do right anytime you try to try to be around somebody ding 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 i mean <laughs> that is it, it's so obvious uh i believe all of you want to do right i believe you want to live right i believe you want i believe you want to live a life that is not only a blessing of god but that is a blessing to god the problem is some of us fight, we think we're fighting ourselves, but really what we're doing is we're fighting other people that are living through us, that are influencing us, that are, that are rubbing off on us. And so if you wanna know how you're being negatively influenced, if every time you get up from an altar on a Sunday, your, your blessing, your encouragement, your zeal and your passion only last until you have one phone call with a certain somebody or you begin exchanging text with somebody else or you sit in class next to so-and-so that is what is so dangerous and and i know that our hyphen team has worked at this and they've tried to prepare people for this but this is what is so dangerous about college students yeah because the world opens up and it's not just a, a, a kind of a sect of 50 to 75 people that they're in classes with here and there then they're they're on a campus and it's constantly revolving group and you're going into class and there's possibly a hundred students in one class and it's it's so different and it's so diverse and it's always happening and sometimes with all of that exposure it's hard to isolate and identify what it was that or who it was that really just brought you down but the reason why we're trying so hard to prepare you as 15 year olds for what you're going to face as 18 and 20 year olds is because you have to learn to identify those influences you have to learn to identify those things that seem to if you were honest with yourself even i mean what nobody's been in school for like two months right now can i get a hallelujah no don't do that y'all y'all need to y'all need to go to school and, and finish it and 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 make sure that you're there every day you need perfect attendance attendance next year to make up for all this time you've missed but anyways if you were honest with yourself right now i know people when i was a youth pastor I knew people that were great at Tuesday night youth service. But if we done anything on Friday, 
it's like their world it's like they just it was an about face spiritually but yeah. it's because of the people that they were in class with on wednesday and thursday it was so absurd <laughs> to me how how does it change and vacillate so fastly well if we were honest you could go back even think back two months ago and you know the people in the classes that seem to bring you down the most you know the activities that you're involved in that make you the most carnal and the most the, the quickest to have an attitude and a temper i i know when i was when i was a kid and it sometimes even now I'll be honest with you even now bishop will tell me i'm acting too much like so and so because he knows i've been around so and so when i was a kid i'd come home they would remind me you ain't so and so and i ain't so and so's daddy so you're going to get this lined out now or i'm going to remind you who you are <laughs> well as a grown-up every now and then i have to remind myself you know what i ain't so and so i ain't them and i ain't those over there i am me and i've got to be what god called me to be and i got to put myself in check sometimes and so if you are being negatively influenced there's only one answer for it you have to separate from that you have to bring yourself away from that influence all right so if i see one of my friends doing something they shouldn't when should i talk to my leadership about it this is you know i realize this is you're going to i already know that you're going to hear this answer from your pastor and you're going to be like yeah well that's easy for a pastor to say right but i need you to know that before i was a pastor i was just a person i'm just a plain old person just me and i had friends and not all of my friends always done right and here's the truth i didn't always do right and i had people that would tell on me and so here's the deal if you have a friend number one i would ask you are they really your friend because if they are really your friend and all it takes is you disagreeing with what they're doing to cost that friendship that was not a friend that was somebody that was convenient that was somebody that you just wanted to try to belong in a certain crowd or they wanted to try to belong in your crowd if they are your friend they're gonna they're going to allow you to say you know what i just i don't agree with that i don't agree with a lot of my friends on things but it doesn't mean we're not friends so if they are your friend then they should already be thinking like you think they should already know how you feel and how you believe they should already know that you have remember those non-negotiables we talked about a little bit earlier remember those those strong personal convictions that you're supposed to have we talked about a little bit earlier they should already know those things so at the point that they step over that line they should expect you not to agree and they should expect you to go to your leadership and say look so and so struggling because they should not see it as you tattling on their wrong mm -hmm. but they should see it as you trying to help them be right and if I'm not careful right here, I'll get all caught up in the Holy Ghost right now. I'll begin to full-blown preach right now because we've got to change our perspective on things. I'm not here to try to hide your wrong. 
I am here to try to help you do right. And the longer I'm quiet, the worse you are. And the longer I'm quiet, the more I begin to believe that I could get away with the same thing. And the longer I'm quiet, the more I'm convinced maybe there's really nothing wrong with what they're doing anyways. Yep. Well, that's, that's, that's a pastor answer that I'm not going to get into because that's really for some of your parents. But we're not going to deal with your parents right now. I'm just here talking to you. And so you need to ask yourself right now, am I willing to help them do wrong? If I asked you right now, you had somebody that maybe had a drug problem in your life. They were a friend and they had, a, they had an addiction problem. Would you go buy them more, more substance to satisfy their addiction? Well, I would think none of you would say yes. No, you know that's wrong. You know, I'm not going to help them do that. Why? Well, that's because I'm helping them do wrong. It is the same difference. Same difference when you say, I know that they're sinning. I know that they're involved in this. I know they're involved in that. But yet I'm, I'm okay going to the next youth service and seeing my leadership want to bounce their head off the wall because they can't figure out how to get food to them and they can't figure out what to say and they know something's going on i know sister morgan's got a passion and a burden she's praying for she's praying for she's praying for it if i would just tell sister morgan what's going on she would know how to pray but instead i've got to watch sister morgan cry and and beg god for an answer i know i know brother john i i know he keeps trying to help and he keeps trying to say the right thing and he keeps trying to point him the right direction but and if if I would just tell Brother John, look, I, I drove by such and such place and I saw so-and-so there. It would be as easy as Brother John going, look, I know this is what you're struggling with. This is how I got through it. But when we don't say nothing, those people are just learn to live in this vicious cycle of, of constantly trying to do better but falling down and trying to be better and just tumbling down. And then you have the, the cycle, the same pattern that leadership gets into and I know what I'm talking about I do this every day you get leadership that's trying to find the right words and trying to find the right sermon to preach and trying to find the right scripture to quote and they're trying to find the right words to pray and they're trying to find the right time to to make an interaction and everybody's frustrated in that whole situation where the key the key is if if Gracie would just go and say look this is what I know is going on and, and I am burdened by it if, if Sister Taylor would just say, look, they talked to me one time and this is what I believe is going on with them. But the problem is all of you, all you all see it as just tattling on each other, as ratting each other out. It's not that at all. You begin, at some point you begin to help them do wrong. And if you help them do wrong long enough, that line between right and wrong that we started out talking about in the very beginning of this subject, when I say you gotta know the difference between right and wrong, that line between right and wrong becomes very, very blurry or it gets extremely curved. And you're able to step over that line without even knowing it yourself. Some of you right now are in friendships that you should have never been in because the line got blurry for the secrets that you kept for somebody else. Some of you right now are involved in relationships that you should not be in right now because you learned to keep secrets for somebody else and you became a good secret keeper for your own self. And now who is there in your life to even tattle on you to the point that they can help you with it? Mm Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. I forgot y'all can't reply here, so you can't even say yes. But don't learn to be a good sinner by helping others sin. 
uh, one thing I'll say is, you know, uh, in in construction, we we have a lot of uh, safety rules, um, and it it's that's there to keep us safe. Like we got to wear our safety glasses, our hard hats, our steel toe boots, uh, safety harnesses, and everything like that. And um, one thing that they say a lot of times, and I'm sure if any of you've worked in a plant or anywhere in construction, they say, be your brother's keeper, which is kind of cool because it's something that we know as, as Christians, as apostolics, we know because we hear that in the beginning of the, of the Bible. But we, they say that because a lot of times we see things that they may not see that's affecting them but we, and it's our duty, it's our job to either tell them and try to correct them or bring it to bring it to the safety supervisor or our supervisor immediately. Like cuz this is a problem. We can't we can't let it go because if we let it go any further than it is, then it could get worse. There could be a fatality. There could be someone seriously injured, lose a limb or anything like that. And very that. seldom does it ever affect just one person. So one right. person's negligence trickles down and one person's ignoring of the rules or the safety codes can cause two or three people working with them mm -hmm. to lose their own life. And and it could be a, a mass fatality. Yep. You know, so it's very, very, very important. It's it's Snitches get stitches isn't it doesn't apply in the church. Whenever we're, whenever we're going and telling our pastor or our leadership about something that one of our friends is doing, you're helping save them. You're bringing it to their attention so that they can deal with the situation because they're not going to bring it to their attention. So if you take that situation and give it to, give it to them and put it in their hands, then it's in their hands. There's no blood on your hands whenever you give it to them. There's no blood on your hands because you did your duty and gave it to leadership and let them deal with the situation. My wife and I both, when I told you, you know, several minutes ago about don't sell your influence short at 13, you still have time to be the influence that somebody needs. My wife and I have both through time been in this and a part of this long enough that we've had people come to us as adults and thank us for that time that we went and talked to our leadership about something that was going on because that was the only thing that turned them and it turned them just in time and years later they recognized it they weren't super happy with us in that moment but years later they recognized it as the turning point in their life and so it may be tattling at 13 but by the time they're 30 it may be another life saved all right, so how do we effectively influence those around us instead of them influencing us? Um, it's, it's what you open up yourself to and what you give more time to. If, if you are the personality that gives more time trying to be liked and trying to be cool and trying to be uh, in the in crowd, you're going to struggle with influence problems your whole life. But if you're that person that says, I'm more interested in living for God than anything else. I'm more interested in being right than anything else. Then you can be a, a good influence. But the problem is we have a lot of people that evaluate their worth by the, the amount of likes 
that they get and see this is something that's been going on long before social media the problem is social media just told the truth social media just started telling as as many lies as there are out there on social media as many filters as there can be used to improve the appearance of people that that are just disgustingly ugly as many as many as many um, ways there are to fool people into you know you have people that have i've done a whole study on this and y'all probably heard little bits and pieces of it but there are people that that spend all weekend staging and creating places that they never went to they get dressed up they get all fixed up and they'll go some of them will even get to like the the front of that building or at that that street and make it look like they actually went to this big event they never went near it because they flat bottom is they just aren't cool enough to get to it but they're afraid that people will know that and so they they spend all weekend staging things that they never participated in they never were a part of and so for 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 you know all the lies that are being told out there and all the staging that's being done out there the the thing is what's different about today and what than it was yesterday is that social media found a way for people to tell the truth yep and now we are so hungry for likes we are so starved for views of whatever we posted and whatever we whatever video we put out there we're so hungry for it that we'll do just about anything the problem is it doesn't stop at social media it doesn't stop at something that that is distanced by this camera but we we begin to live foolish lives we begin to make idiots of ourselves trying to get approval from people that do not matter people that do not matter the people that are on this screen right now the people that are connected to this 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 chat this talk we're having right now people that are the people that gather together and try to uh, press people forward rather than drag them down those are the people in your life that matter not these people that you're never going to never going to have um, any sway in their world and they're never going to try to help you do right but in, the problem is you've got all these people right now what is it right now there's there's 22, there's 22 people here there's a bunch of people inside right so you calculate all these groups of people <laughs> and all the the multi the, the the individual faces that i see on these screens right now and you realize how many people are there trying to help me how many people are there really trying to help me make progress in my life but you will ignore all of these people for one person sitting in a classroom somewhere, one person in a break room that you're trying to impress, that they, they can't help you go forward. The only thing they can do is they can validate you in the moment and that's all that it seems to matter to you. And that's not you guys' fault. That's not something, y'all are a byproduct of something that has been handed to this generation. And it's so obvious when you look at at the thing that has driven the, the um, driven the popularity of social media platforms into the stratosphere that's not something y'all y'all are just a byproduct y'all are trying to learn to negotiate those terms what i what i'm here to tell you as a as an aging person that's me saying i'm not old but as an aging person which means i'm a little older than you and i keep on getting older as an aging person the thing that i can tell you right now is find those people that matter in your life and stop trying to get validation from people that simply don't matter those non-negotiables you got to have in your world have to be like a highlighter 
that just marks right across the face of those people that always try to bring you down and always try to help you do wrong because they're not going to matter. Are they really going to be by your side when things get rough? Some people would say, yeah, well, then I'd have to ask you, why are things going so rough and they're always there? <laughs> why, why are things going so bad and they always seem to be in the same room? Why are things going so bad and they always seem to be in? Why do you get a ticket every time they're in the car with you? <laughs> that doesn't just mean they're good in they're 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 always there for you. The problem is they're always there in spite of you. And so find those people that matter. Find those people that are always trying to help you go forward. Find those people that are always trying to drop good advice. Find those people that are always trying to give you a word of encouragement instead of justification for the mistakes that you're making. Find those people and make them matter in your life. And I promise you, you'll go forward. So what if you have someone in your life who is an ungodly influence that you aren't able to get away from, like a, such as a parent or a sibling? How do you deal with it? I would have to ask you, you know, if it's a parent, my deal would be an influence. Again, this goes so you. This goes back to a relationship with God. You got to have a relationship with God. Yeah, you've got to know what what's right and what's wrong. But, and this is a very seldom situation that parents make somebody make a child do wrong. Yeah, yeah. And there it happens. I was blessed in my life that my parents only wanted right for me, and they were willing to work you know, very hard to make sure that's what I was exposed to. And so what you do when you find somebody that's a bad influence and you can't get away from or whatever, you take a lot of notes because one day you're going to be in a position to turn the tide. One day you're going to be in the position to change the game and you've got to know, you've got to remember what that, what it was. You know, I always, one thing that keeps my me in check personally is um, probably, I, I don't know if it was last week, week before, whenever it was, y'all spent some time with dad on here. And you heard a lot of his stories. Some of you probably heard more about his life than you had ever known before. And, uh, you know, I've heard bits and pieces of it. I've heard some of the same stories over and over. And I've heard new stories and I've heard stories that nobody else has heard. But one thing that always keeps me in check is the fact that it was one man's decision to do right when everything else was wrong. Right. That allowed me to live a, a life that was always exposed to the right option. Even when I didn't do right, I was exposed to the right options. And so just as surely as one man's decision to do right allowed me to be exposed to a world full of right, just as, just as uh, great as that was, my decision to do wrong can open up the pathway of nothing but wrong for my son. My son's on here. My son's in y'all's age brackets. My son is, he's one of you, but he could be gone in a blink of an eye based upon one decision that I could make. And so the thing that keeps me in check is that one man's decision to do right is only as powerful as my decision to stay right is. And so not only, am I, not only am I eternally thankful for the fact that he was willing to do that and my family raised me the way they raised me, but I kept, I kept some, some, some notes and I realized I've got big choices to make myself. And so if you're in a situation that you feel like you can't help, 
you're in a situation where you feel like these wrong influences are just are just forced upon you then I would keep good notes number one I'd keep trying to do right you always have to do right but if they're forcing you to do something that's wrong you need to let them know I, I, I don't I don't feel comfortable with this I don't like this I, I'm not I don't I don't agree with this but at the end of the day as a child in a house that maybe you can't control I would tell you to keep good notes because you're going to be in charge one day you're going to be in a situation and you got to know these are the choices I'm not going to put my kid through. <clears throat> All right, so this is the last question and then we'll open it up after this is uh, answered. So as an older member of Life Students, what can I do to keep the younger generation uh, to keep the younger generation to keep going and not to quit? Uh, I would love to say just do everything right and show them the best example there is. But sometimes we have to be humanity enough to, to acknowledge the fact that I haven't always done right. I've made some mistakes. I handle things wrong. And then get up, get over it, and, and keep on going. The greatest influence you can be for anybody is not that you can live without mistake because I ain't met you yet. I look in the mirror of mistake all the time. But the fact is what you can do is when you do make a mistake, Show them what repentance is. Show them what accountability is. And show them what going on is. So as an older member of Life Students, you don't have to pretend you were perfect. But what you do have to do is say, you know what? I have goals in my life. I have ambitions in my life. I've got a calling that God's placed on my world. And I'm not going to let this little mess up prevent me from becoming what God called me to be. And I think that's the best influence you can be as an older as an older uh, friend, peer, uh, or life student member. Okay. So, before we before we open it back up uh, for everybody to answer to ask questions and everything, uh, for you guys to bombard with all y'all's millions of questions, I'm sure y'all have. Um, Pastor Ben, is there anything else that you would you'd like to just go ahead and hit on while we're on the subject of influence before we open it back up? You know, don't don't discredit yourself. And also, you don't have to go to a prayer meeting every time to be a good influence. Sometimes you can just hang. Sometimes you can just be there. And I, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to um, devolve too much. But fact is, most likely I am where I am today. And I've made it the way I've made it today. Because... In times that I wasn't having any struggles and in times I was up against some of the biggest decisions of my life there was somebody in my world that we just we would just hang out he was much older than me we we were not in the same age group but there were times that dad was off preaching dad was handling ministry stuff and he would pick me up from school we would go run around we'd go shop We'd go to Houston, we would go play golf, we would go play basketball, we would go play softball, we would, we would get into all kinds of stuff. And very few of those events were spiritual. But I don't know if he knew it or if he was just, despite what he didn't know, was just trying to be a good friend. But he would just reach out and we would hang out. 
And instead of following suit with what a lot of my friends did, even my church friends did, I didn't make some mistakes simply because I didn't have time to because I was busy running around with this other person. This other person probably inadvertently helped establish the call that's on my life today. In fact, I believe he was in the vehicle when I finally told my dad this is what I'm feeling. There were there were some relationships that were possible that I was struggling with, I was debating, and because he occupied a lot of my time going and doing and running, I, I, I didn't find myself in constant contact with these other relationships. And so what I'm here to tell you is I don't remember too many times that he and I went and had a prayer meeting all by ourselves. And if you knew this individual, he never claimed to be super spiritual anyways. But what he was is he was a true friend to me. And more than anything, he made time for me. And so if you want to be a good influence, you can't be a selfish person too. You have to open up your world you have to spend some time with people that really can't do anything for you. And you got to be willing to say, you know what? There are probably cooler people I can go be with. There are probably people that can do more for me that I could seek out. But instead, I'm just going to follow my heart because they seem like they need somebody right now. And so I would just tell you, sometimes it's all right just to hang as long as you're not being that neutral influence. Just be there for somebody. All right. Thank you, Pastor Ben, for coming in today and uh, talking to us about influence, the power of influence, and what a negative influence is, a neutral influence is. And uh, we just thank you for, for, for the words of wisdom that you've given to us and the thoughts that we were able to take home with us. And I hope that you've all received something out of this. Um, again, we post every Monday. We post uh, every week. And it's always going to be something new, something fresh. So make sure that you're sharing this with other people. Thank you guys for listening. And make sure that you stay tuned wherever you listen to podcasts.